everyone. So let's make believe in some sort of universe that there is rabbit music playing right now. There it is. There it is. Okay, in space. So, <laughs> yes, uh, another episode of Rabbit Hole. And, it's another uh, one. We don't have any of our friends joining us this week, so that means we had to come up with a topic of our own. So Mick once again came to me, and I suggest suggested dabbling in foreign affairs. I can't. I cannot believe after <laughs> all this time that I, I have now gotten to touch. The Italian horror cinema. And I mean, just, just. Yeah, just like, lightly graze a boob. Lightly graze. <laughs> just, 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 just a swipe on a nipple. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, man, alive. <laughs> you know what? I have to say this about, let me say this about that. Okay. So we watched two films. The and, first one was uh, Italian. The second one was Spanish. Was it? Really? Yes. See, I and, I, and I will tell you more about that uh, and how it was whole conceived uh, when we get to talking about that second film. So continue okay. on. Okay. Okay. So the first fo- film, the first first film was uh, Dario, right? Uh, Dario Argento, uh, Deep's Red. Dario, Deep Red. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, first of all, I'm going to go back to uh, to a conversation that's in my book behind the screams um in my book i had an interview with uh robert england and in it and we've been talking about stuff for years back and forth but in it and he's touched on this before when we were talking but he he touched on how um he was at a party uh in italy and uh you know it, it had like all the best Italian filmmakers and a lot of American filmmakers at it. And, he, yeah. and, and the, 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 uh, the subject was the fact that American horror films are a separate job were, especially at the time. Now this was, this was back in um, the eighties. Uh, yeah. This would have been just before he, he was talking about uh, just before nightmare on Elm street four. And, and, Everybody at the party was talking about how silly it was that uh, American films were so pigeonholed in the horror genre. Yeah, because the, the horror genre very rarely kept out crept out of the basement. I mean, you know, occasionally it would get out long enough to uh, like film The Shining and then and or The Exorcist and then slither, slither back in and slither back down to the basement. And they'd shut the door and put on the locks and, you, you know, the whole thing. And 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 he was laughing and he said and he began to realize that the uh, the horror films in Italy and, the, and just in Europe in general, the, the horror films are more of, of the main line yeah. than they were here. Yeah. Uh, so, sort of the you know mainstream top of the list and, whenever it comes to the box office type stuff. Yeah. Right, exactly, yes. and and it just wasn't that way when we were making horror films. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we we were we we were scum of the earth. Yeah, we, how did we you were, say uh, right above we Hollywood right, lawyers and right below porn? Right, yeah, <laughs> 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 right, 
Right above, I think it was above porn, below and below uh, lawyers. Oh, below okay. lawyers, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the lawyers didn't have to take their suits off. Yeah, you see, you see the difference. You see the difference, right? Yeah, oh, okay. So anyway, Robert began to realize that the uh, that that there could be a day come up when horror films would become more mainstream. Yes. And because of that, he went and before Nightmare on Elm Street 4, he tried and I think he succeeded to get a small part of the back end for European distribution. Mm. So uh, I thought that that was pretty clever, the man. And of course, you know, Robert's uh, uh, crazy smart guy yes and i was really busy at the time and and it didn't really have time to get to watch uh a lot of uh of even american horror films i mean most of the stuff that you know uh i I was busy making them yeah but i certainly didn't get a chance to to watch you know foreign ones yeah and uh so so what was the first the first film that we saw here Deep was Red from 1995. Yes. It was also called The Hatchet Murders. Yes. Yeah. And uh boy, I have to say, I mean, it was artful. It mm-hmm. was it, it was uh I I had so many really good uh comparisons here. And you know, you mentioned earlier you mentioned like how uh how big these films were and that's that match that's matching the presentation of this film and we talked while we uh both subsequently watched this film and uh we both noticed how cinematic all these shots were and how ballsy a lot of these were it's just pan city and a lot of these (laughs) yeah yeah you know and 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 just these amazing shots and 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 the other thing is this is the they've got you know, especially in the Italian films, yeah, they've got Italian things to look at, yeah. which are amazing. I mean, they they get to film in these great buildings, you know, and uh, I, I mean, their their worst architecture is better than most of our best architecture, <laughs> right? You look at that uh, rundown house, you're like, holy fuck, that's beautiful. Yeah, we like- <laughs> we we. We're pretty good at American architecture. Yes, but that's <laughs> and, a whole other level over there. But that's a whole that's a whole, yeah. that's a other level. I mean, you know, we we kind of we do the um, we do the multi-story uh, uh, form form equals function. Yes, look uh, the flank Lloyd Wright look and, and Mies van der Rohe, uh, you know, straight lines and and. It's there's not a straight line on the house that we uh, visited. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) There is not. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there, there's just like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, at least a hundred thousand masons it took to make every small house in this area. Right. You know, it curves and ledges and masonry work and and little details here and there. It's insane. You know, and and you think to yourself, you think to yourself, Oh, there's probably a lot of blood in that, you know, mixed (laughs) in all that concrete. And, so, so we had we had this great architecture, and uh, and the the acting was really pretty amazing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I was so astonished because it, it, it was uh, 
all these great shots and this great looking scenery mm-hmm. and, and, and then, you know, and then somebody gets hacked with a hatchet and, and it's great blood. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there is something true though, is, uh, I noticed this in both of the films that we watched, mm-hmm. uh, the Spanish film and the Italian film is the blood is more looks like blood and not like a clear caro syrup. And as you notice, uh, things progressed uh, from the '70s into the '80s, and I think I think uh, yes. you can tell me Dick Smith is is that the right name? I think right. it, uh, he's the guy who kind of really broke the mold, and blood started to get darker and darker as things progressed. Right, like where they are now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, but not only that, not only was it darker and darker, it started to get clearer and clearer. Yeah, our our blood bases are kind of clear now, but which is funny because. What it does is it, it makes a less graphic representation because okay. you did notice that the blood sort of was just these smears of pure red. Oh, right? you're, you're talking about like it's more transparent. It, you know, it's it's more right. it's more liquid than it is, you know, that because it, it's coagulated in these older films and it's bright red and it's it's bright red and it's thick and it's yeah. it and it's um it's you can't see through it but it right? matches the cinematography and the way it's shot because right. it stands out amongst everything so well and i think that's the whole well, point of it and standing out amongst things so well is 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 that's the problem with uh with better cameras and stuff looking yeah. at the blood is you need it to be transparent because yeah. otherwise it just it just flares everywhere and it just, <laughs> yes it looks it looks very strange it, it it actually the the real blood looks looks freakishly not real <laughs> you know and there's a shot in vengeance uh whenever jason skewers the girls and through the head uh, right and then twists it and the blood by no means looks red in that shot but because of the lighting that night it comes out green no matter what color grading you put on it <laughs> it looks green and like you said it's the transparency and then it's the light yeah. reflecting off of it is what makes it look like that Hello, Samantha Wagner. Hi. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm just yelling at the at, at names that I see come up here. <laughs> you know, I, I I mean, you know, I, I'm surprised that anybody is watching us on Memorial Day. I'm not even watching me. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I I think I'm downstairs somewhere. I'm not 100 percent sure. You can never you can never do. You know, but, <laughs> but there were so many cool things about this film. Yes. I mean, um. Yeah, the, the music, the music, the music, oh. God, the music. What? Okay, name of the band. Come on, I'm gonna let you take care. Of it. Okay, so you said it's Goblin. It's Goblin. Yes. Goblin is the name of the band. It, but uh, it's 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 stellar. Everything fits so it's well. Just, uh. Yeah, that's the thing is, is whoever was doing the music was just on it, yes. man. He was right there. He. He had imagination. Uh, I mean, he had the chops of a, a I guess, goblin. I, I'm not sure if it's a group or not, or if it's just one guy. But 100%, they had the chops of the old Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yes. And, you, you, you know, they just had great keyboards. But the bass, the bass was just amazing. Because the, the, the bass was the character of the film all the yeah. way through. And, and And you know what? It would have stood out amazingly. But the thing is, is the rest of the film was so visually cool. I, there was a, there was this 
I mean, there was this utter Edward Hopper Cafe. Now, do you know what I mean by Edward Hopper Cafe? Okay. There is a very famous painting from the 30s. Okay. Uh, and it's of a cafe on a corner. Okay. Right? And it's just, you can hardly see the background, but you can see in the window the cafe, right? And there's a couple of people sitting at the at the uh, bar. Uh-huh. Very, very famous painting. I mean, you know, as soon as you see it, you go, oh, 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 I, I, <laughs> yeah, uh, here, here, wait a minute. I'm going to do something that's incredibly boring. Oh, he's going to pull it up on his phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I am. You talk amongst yourselves. Uh, another you. thing, uh, it's very 70s, you know, mid 70s. This, that, the sounds that are part of the score just fit that time era like so perfectly. And, you know, a good example of the music would be whenever the, uh, the main character first approaches the killer's home, childhood right. home. Oh yeah. And you see him in the car and the music just starts to. And, you know, right. as his intrigue grows, it's. So as he's staring and then pulls up and then backs away. Right. Yeah. So by the, and then another, like but, another... it's, but it's an amazing baseline. It isn't just like dun dun yes. dun dun. It's like yes. There's so many layers, and it's yeah. Oh yeah. And that's oh, yeah. how he creates atmosphere within the scenes. Is he starts stacking layers matched with his crazy cinematography, and it's oh, it's just mwah. oh man, it's just an amazing. I another good. I can't even... Another ah, good shot go. is uh, that shot at the end whenever he finally, like, it's kind of like a visual representation of him figuring it out. Oh, okay. You know this painting, right? Yes, I, I believe I, I've seen it a couple times, yes. Now, tell me that that wasn't that whole corner, that whole... Okay, uh, I can see it statue, now. Right? I mean, it was this, it, it was like he was taking art, you know, it, and, and, and creating a, a layer of art that was obviously a painting, and then you you pan off of that, and you pan to this amazing Italian fountain, right? Yes. And it's like, oh, I want I want somebody to die in that fountain. That's so cool. <laughs> yes. And, and the uh, deaths, the deaths were the coolest. Uh, things oh, like yeah. whatever he boils the girl's face, and he walks away. But before he walks away, he he leaves the window open. But her right. last dying effort. She writes in the steam the killer who the killer right. is. So it's but the thing is, is he left the fucking window open. So it right. blows all the steam away so nobody sees it. And it's funny because later on, one of the detective the detectives go back and starts the bath, and the lady's like, What are you doing? He's like, solving this case. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yes. hey, you know what else surprised me though is is it's such the thing is, is the, these Italian movies were main, meant to be seen in English, right? Yes. The dubbing so, is just, so oh, the, it's so perfect. The dubbing is absolutely amazing. Yes. I mean, you, you, I, I had heard that this was, that the Italians were really good at this, but they actually said words phonetically. And you that know, sounded the only, like garbage. There's only they, one person better than, the only one type of people that's better than Italians at dubbing, and that's the Spanish. And that's super evident in pieces. And we'll jump right. ahead real quick. The okay. fucking Japanese guy. 
yeah. jumping out <laughs> randomly. That's right. <laughs> we want to talk about dubbing. <laughs> Man, you know, and can I just say, as long as we're on pieces for a yes, minute, yes, because the I thought to myself, well, the Europeans make art out of their films. And then I saw pieces and I went, oh, I see. Well, they've got everything. <laughs> that wasn't art. That was certainly not art. I mean, art pieces? carny, art carny, maybe. But, <laughs> but this is okay. So we'll, we'll jump ahead to pieces real quick and we'll, okay. and we'll go back and forth. So to give you a frame of reference here, pieces was made by Spaniards who wanted to make an, a, a film for America, but couldn't film in America. So originally, this was uh, Bo- the Boston Chainsaw Massacre, or something along those right. lines. Boston, it was the Boston so Chainsaw Massacre, right. It is Spanish actors playing a movie in Boston, but shooting in Spain, dubbed in English by a separate group of American actors. Now but really well dubbed. I yeah, mean, really well done. You can't even tell the difference. I mean, but you if you watch the film throughout it are homages, not to Spanish cinema, but American cinema. And they go as far as showing Friday, the 13th posters and scenes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it, it's, it's truly eighties in everything. Oh. It's the golden slasher film that isn't American because it shouldn't be a slasher film per se. Now, it's, now which, one, which one had the elevator though? Okay. Was, deep red. Okay. That was deep red. Let's <laughs> go problem. back to, yeah. yeah okay. Really in general, in general pieces was as typical an American slasher film as you can get. Yes. It was just Spanish. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to call it slasher for the point because I feel like that's a heavily American thing because yeah. like there, you can see the Italian influences in, in pieces. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. Like this weird Jallo slasher hybrid. <laughs> and it's so fucking amazing. Uh, that I, uh. and, I, and they didn't try too hard on the effects on pieces. No, <laughs> no they kind of went for the whole shock factor. What, what was great was they had this, they had this, uh, uh, the, the girl gets hit by the, uh, chainsaw at the very beginning. Right. Yes. And, and the chainsaw comes down like this and literally the blood <laughs> goes, I, I, there was a guy, his job's to throw the blood. Yeah. Right. But he misses fucking everything. Either either he missed it intentionally so that they could reset it, but it was like the blood, a bucket of blood just goes flying by in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just see it. And it, it literally looks like it just left the bucket, right? Almost yeah. almost like a, a flying blood in the shape of a bucket going right past this guy's head behind there like that. And you, like, know, and you can tell that, you know, this is more of a foreign film by right. the way that the, the death scenes are filmed because you actually see people getting dismembered and stuff. Where in right. American films, we, you know, the classic cutaway. We cut away. Yeah, but but you see, you can't you can't cut away from all these tits. No, no, there because is basically tons of tits. there's there is, you know what you, the thing is is if you saw tits, mm-hmm. and then you heard a synthesizer, somebody was gonna die, and yes. it was probably gonna be the tits. 
And again, that's the slasher part of that film that just makes it totally. so amazing. Yes. Right there. And all of a sudden you hear this. <laughs> oh, well, that's dead. 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 That one's dead. And, you know, it, it's crazy that pieces <laughs> is this way. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, opposite end. with, with right. deep ed, with deep red, you, you mentioned the elevator with the pearls. Now, oh my God. if that was made 10 years later, there would have been a head decapitation and a head roll, right? Right, now, the right, way right. that was shot, it was shot in a more artistic way. So what we would see is that tightening just to the point where blood would start to come out. And then we would see her mouth reaction. And then that's how it was portrayed well, rather than pop head roll. Yeah, but but excuse me. I, I mean, it's not like they didn't go for the blood and guts in the earlier elevator scene. Right. <laughs> I mean... Hello, hello. But so, so I I wrote to him, and we're kind of like watching this, yeah. kind of like together, right? And 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 I said, so, so the girl goes ah as as she's getting onto the elevator yeah. because some guy walks up, walks up, and 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 she goes, oh, well, it's you, and and he walks in, and as he gets in the elevator, he is holding behind his back. A fucking a chainsaw. <laughs> How the hell did he hold that chainsaw behind I think, his back? See, I, and this is the thing I brought, I brought up when we initially reviewed this movie on my other show. You know, that's the thing. This is something we call don't think too much about it. <laughs> because when you start to think too much about it, then it gets too oh, convoluted. Yeah. No, you're doomed. You're, you're absolutely doomed. And I think absolutely. whenever they were making that scene, they were hoping that you would be way too distracted of the fact of the amount of gore that it was about to ensue, that you're not focusing on the fact that a guy smuggling a chainsaw on his overcoat. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but see, that's the thing. That's why I love this film because yes. – I mean, I love Deep Red. I could kind of take a pass on uh, on the chainsaw one yeah. because Deep Red, holy crap! It's like it's got it all, and at the same time, it's working on an artistic level. Yeah, it's working on a a you know gut me a fish level. <laughs> it's, it's it's working on so many levels. You're like, wow. How is he doing this? And and so many artistic shots, right? Yeah. That that and the thing is, is I I know that uh, a lot of Americans had a lot of trouble with actually seeing uh, with uh, American filmmaker, American actors especially, always uh, kind of didn't like that much to make the Italian films because yeah. it was so hard when nobody spoke anything. But, uh, <laughs> but it just right, right, because there was just this mixture of like they would they would actually have um, Italian actors saying lines that weren't even Italian or American. Yeah. They just <laughs> just they were just trying to get the mouth movements right, right? Yeah. So they put this scrabble of words up on, on cue cards for them, and uh, American actors just hated that. <laughs> Yes, the, still, the face in the mirror in the hallway. That is a well done fucking sequence. Oh yeah, and and how about the art in the hallway? Yes, you know, it's like there's there's this comment about yeah the faces, but here's the weird thing is is that whacked out face 
compared to every face that was in the hallway that was painted there. Yeah. You were looking around and go, who the hell has that hallway? <laughs> who who in their who in their right mind looks at like like every horrible face painting that's ever been blah, blah, blah. yeah it, it's it, it's like just going down and and it's like in a beautiful italian hallway <laughs> but all these horrible screamy paintings now i think horrible movie, screamy paintings i think that's what this thing. movie should really be chalked up to is a testament to uh italian women's strength because the size of that fucking blade that she hawks around at her old age Right. Is right. incredible. Uh, at the end, we do finally <laughs> reveal that it is old elderly Martha with right. all of her caked on makeup. But the fact that this bitch uses this massive cleaver type weapon right. and just oh. hacks these people into bits. And we're not talking one or two times. We're talking five or six swipes at these people. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Just like, uh, you, a, you know, you would <laughs> you would think it would. You would she, she'd have to be a triathlete. Yeah, <laughs> an, an eighty-year-old uh, manic uh, uh, female uh, triathlete. That, that's, hands. Oh, that's a killer <laughs> and, and a killer all, yeah. all all in one. So also, uh, how end. did how did they make that uh, that plaster fall? Uh, <laughs> the, the plaster was everywhere. Did you notice the plaster that? Was everywhere. Yeah, it was like it was like. Like, like you kept seeing something happen and all of a sudden plaster would be here. Yeah. You know, it, it, and the painting was behind plaster. You know, I mean, I, I have to go down here. There, there, there were some things in there that were so uh, not oh, the head smush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that whole that sequence of him so getting wrapped amazing. around the leg dragged <laughs> through and then he's not awake when he gets run over. He gets his ass fucking knocked out on a curb right. and smushed. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this he gets dragged through town, but and 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 I'm talking about an artistic film here. Yes, this guy gets artistically dragged <laughs> through town behind behind a dump truck, <laughs> a dump truck, and he slams and literally jam dump truck goes around. Around the turn, and his head is slammed up against the curb. Yes, and the dump truck <laughs> finally stops, and and we're like looking at the dump truck over the guy's head. Right, we're yep. looking at his head, and here's the dump truck, and then another truck comes by yes. and smashes the head right oh, in front of us. And the best part of that scene is, is, you know, he's knocked out, and you can hear the other truck, and they have it playing right. before you can see it. <laughs> So the buildup starts immediately. <laughs> and it's a different tone. <laughs> so it was That's planned. Right. And it's, then as soon as those fucking was, lights hit, you're like, oh, oh God. Man. And then they use the blood. <laughs> they use the zoom in of his head being smashed as the right. transition to the next scene. Artistic right. murder. Oh. oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. No, it's, oh, that's, that. it's, it's, you, you know what? I'm telling you right now, I think that that is one of the best body being drugged by a dump truck. <laughs> <I've ever seen. laughs> now we, uh, he has other films similar to that. Uh, oh, along the same I've got to see them all now. Yes. Uh, I must see them all. I think another one uh, is Tenebre. That's along the same lines. And then uh, have yeah. you watched Suspiria yet? 
I haven't watched Suspiria yet because it was uh, such a mixed bag of and and people said, well, it, if you like, what was the other one? You know where the girl's head gets hit when she's looking outside of the car window. Oh shit! I can't think now. Oh come on! It was it was big right about then, right before that, the year before that. Loses her head. I can't okay? think. You've gone brain dead. I've gone brain, brain dead. dead. Anyway, they said if if you've seen if you saw that film and like that, you're gonna love Suspiria. Well, but I hated the other one. So you know, I thought, eh, well, you know. Oh, uh, fucking pieces. Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. It's, no, it's an American film that just was just just three years ago, two years ago. Girl loses her head right in the bill. Oh, vengeance! No, vengeance. There's a girl that sticks her head out of the fucking window and she loses her well, head. Well, that's true. <laughs> but this is her head. Her head hits a pole as the car is going by. Fuck. That doesn't ring a bell. All all the naked men and asses in a tree fort at the end. You're really gonna hate yourself when you find when when you find this. Well, the way that you fucking describe shit is so obscure. I'm oh. obscure. I'm obscure. What movie is it? Just tell me. Well, I, I don't know. I wish. Oh, fuck. Anyway, we're we're off track here. Oh, he's also done Inferno from 1980, 1982's Tenebre, Phenomena from 1980. Heredity! Hereditary! There it is. Man, See, I never correct, seen that hereditary. movie. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, Lowen I've never Mor- seen that. Lowen Morrison, yes, you have saved me. Baby, you saved me. It was heredity. And Rui said, Well, if you really like heredity, you gotta see Suspiria. And I was like, Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. I mean, the last, the last yeah, <laughs> yeah I got it. Yeah. We're kind okay, of now, now he's just pissing me off. <laughs> Way to go, Lowen. <laughs> yeah, Lowen. Now you're just pissing me off. But uh pretty much that his entire <laughs> Dario is known for starting this uh trend of films called Jallo. I'm sure you've heard the term before. I've heard uh, the term Jallo. And that slowly transitioned uh, into a film called Strip Nude for Your Killer. And that started <laughs> for, that kind of started the American slasher film. And then uh, there's a good slasher film called Night School, which is, an, uh, it's an American film that wants to be Jallo. So what it's, it's, now, it's didn't, what Pieces didn't wanted to be. Didn't Bill Cosby do do commercials for Jello? Oh, that was Jello, and that's putting uh, putting my <sighs> dick where it doesn't belong. Uh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you can put it back now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's a lot this of. This cool is all stuff. off track. <laughs> there's a documentary uh, called "All the Colors of Jello." Uh, I believe it's on Shutter. You guys can go check that out. It's pretty good from what I've read. I haven't uh, got to do that yet. I actually own several giallo films and then uh another italian director i like is bava lomberto bava he's done uh demons well, demons too and-, and, and now i have to see all these films you know, and then his because, dad uh, worked with dario argento uh mario bava and he did one of uh, a movie called the bay a uh, bay of blood and that is fucking batshit oh thing. wow frozen oh there we go that's weird. The, the connection. 
Okay. Yes, batshit insane. Uh, yeah, it, fro- it it froze. You froze for a while, and then I froze for a while, which I, I wish I could freeze because I am hot as hell. I bet. Air conditioning going in tomorrow. I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah, I really do. We got uh, air conditioning all up in here, so I'm luckily feeling a little. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, how is uh, so? This is a Memorial Day. Is is everybody out? Uh, you know, having a good time before the uh, next wave of the uh, insanity comes back. Right. Everyone's saying it's going to be the fall time, but you know, I think it's going to be uh, kind of dissipate throughout the summer. And then it's going to come back again, full fledged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gonna I've seen back. a lot of people out today, more so out yesterday, uh, getting drunk. And then they can use today as to recover, as to get ready for Lucio Fulci is my favorite. He did Zombie and the Beyond. Yes, uh, Lucio Fulci is great. See, and I got to see all these films. I mean, you, you know, like I keep telling people, I was so busy making films that, that you know, I, I didn't get a chance to see as many as I would have wanted to. Yeah. And I will continue this whole dabbling in foreign affairs series as we watch more films together. Uh, Cause like Mix just said, he he's never got an opportunity to go down the rabbit hole of Italian horror. Uh, and it seems that you prefer Italian horror over Spanish horror. So that will be the route that we go. Forward. <laughs> well, now I did watch a, a more modern Spanish horror film that that I did enjoy and I, I'll I'll get a name to you as soon as I can remember it. Uh, you need to see it; it's pretty good. It, it's recent. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it, it, it was ca- kind of about a, a Girl Scout troop, but they uh, okay. Yeah, they were pretty mean. So, so uh, I think you know it's crazy how you know back in the day. These were the hot films, you know, Italy, Spain. They were making the films that were coming over to America that were kind of getting notoriety. And now you transition today, and where are all the hot films coming from? Asia. They're all coming from Asia. Those were all the horror films are coming from. And it's it's crazy to see how things have okay. changed. So here's the question. Sure. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm saying do, do we uh, maybe next week – uh, unless we can come up with a great guest, let, let, let's uh, let's do a couple of modern uh, Korean foreign films. Film. Okay, yeah. foreign films. Oh, uh, I, I mean, obviously, obviously, Train to Busan was uh, amazing. You want to do uh, Train to Busan and the host? Oh, the host would be great. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do them both. Okay, I, I want to see Train. Because there's there's a, a new train to Busan coming. Peninsula, out, yes, yeah. It, it, it's it. Uh, it's the same little. It follows the same little girl, but it's like X amount of years later. So like everything's just fucked when we see them again. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, we'll do we'll do three of them, and okay. and and Lowen can come around and correct us. Lowen, if you right? want to come on next week and you want to be our special guest, uh, let us yes. know. And we can hook you. Let up. us know, man. We'll do it. We'll do you. You know what? Oh yeah. We'll do you. We'll do you live okay, on Facebook, Lowen. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it to you, buddy. Called. Called on the count of rain or sweat or whatever the stuff is. <laughs> okay, guys. So as it is way too hot for Mick to continue yeah, talking about these <laughs> amazing Italian films, 
Yes, uh, we will continue this with a part two of Dabbling in Foreign Affairs next week, hopefully with special guest Lowen Morrison. Catch you guys on the next episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, signing off. See you guys. Bye.